This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. clear when you're a guest in my home you gotta come to me empty-handed I said no gifts your presence is present enough and I already had too much stuff so how do you dare disobey Welcome to I Said No Gifts. I'm Bridger Weiniger. Over the last couple of days, been lifting a fair amount of objects, and it's been difficult, and so I just want to dedicate this to anyone that is currently lifting objects or has that in their future. Um, Eventually, you're going to have to, you'll be able to stop lifting those objects, and you'll feel great. I feel wonderful now. It's in my past. I also was in the restroom a few moments ago, and saw a pair of clogs. I don't know who those belong to, but I hope the barefooted person eventually gets back into that restroom and gets uh, some footwear. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited about today's guest. A very, very funny man, a comedian, an actor, just an all-around funny person, Langston Kerman. Yeah! Langston! (laughs) Welcome to I Said No Gifts. Thank you. I'm so excited to have you. Uh, I mean, we're just going to get right into something that I we need to talk about. I, okay. This morning, I got on Twitter. Yeah. You know, any mental health health professional will say, first thing in the morning, <laughs> just dig into Twitter. that. Before you go to bed, <laughs> just take a deep dive. Go into the psychosis yeah, of Twitter. Yeah, that's just the place you need to be first thing. And so, that's what I was doing. And uh, I saw you had tweeted about something. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the tweet because I wanted to blindside you with this. Sure. You were tweeting about Tootsie Rolls at 8.05 a.m. <laughs> were you eating a Tootsie Roll? What was happening? I was not eating a Tootsie Roll. My my wife, is, it's her favorite candy. Oh, okay. Well, like, and this that, is- a, I agree. Yeah. She's a, wrong, an unhealthy That's a person. wrong choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her absolute favorite. Like, okay. she would weigh it against anything wow, you say. This that is, is the shocking. best one. Yeah, this no, I'm upset. Uh, Tootsie Roll is always just like, uh, you're eating, and you're like, oh, I guess I could have been eating other candy right now. Right. And it's, now I'm chewing on, like, a sweet piece of wax. It's the last option for everybody, yes. for every child who was going to collect candy. Of you were never course. happy with the house that left you Tootsie Roll. I will say there was, like, one worse option was black licorice flavored taffy. 
Sure. Which, but that's just an act of aggression by right. whoever's handing that you out. You take children. that as a personal attack. Totally. You plan your revenge. Yes. That's a different conversation. But a Tootsie Roll is someone who respects you in theory. Yes. That then did something harmful to your person. Yes. They yeah. they meant good and just really screwed you over. Yeah, exactly. Time. And you have to say thank you for what. Yeah, they thank did, you for burdening me with this thing yeah. that I won't be able to resist, <laughs> and then we'll be unhappy. I'm chewing. I on. guess I can uh, use this as insulation in my home i don't know what to do with it yes so wait you're why it's her favorite candy her absolute favorite did she wake candy. up talking about tootsie rolls no she happening? just often has them in the house and will like uh put some in her bag is like oh that's a nice treat for me later when i'm oh hard at work i'll have a tootsie roll and i'll feel renewed and remember that life still matters in a wow. different and way is she like regular sized tootsie roll because there are also those ones for real maniacs that yeah. are like six inches long I, I will say she is not at that point at that point obviously i would have to start sleeping in a separate room the marriage will end yeah and maybe you'll... wrapping uh yellow books around my body in case of stabbing <laughs> you know what i mean it's it's a different yeah, that's vibe. a real it's, red flag yeah exactly what flavor this is something i've always been curious about what are we flavor wise what is a tootsie roll it's not chocolate it's chocolate it, in what way? <laughs> I need somebody to actually tell, show it's me at what point in the process in the way, chocolate is added to it's this. It's chocolate in the way that Adam Driver is handsome. It's, <laughs> it's, a, it's an interpretation of a it's someone's idea of yeah. someone who never actually had chocolate. Right. It's like, well, that's probably what it is. This is probably like, a gorgeous yeah, man. It's the same color as chocolate. <laughs> it looks like a gorgeous man. He's very tall. His yeah, long hair. But, uh, Stoic. Then you take a closer look you're like oh no well who knows what's going on right here. exactly tootsie rolls and then there's of course like the uh the branch of tootsie rolls i don't know if you're familiar with like a fruity fruities roll. now those are fantastic the lime i i'm eating a lime and i'm enjoying myself i'm not mad at any of them the orange they're actually like pretty accurate flavors yeah, i would say considering those... they're like an old type of candy listen if my wife told me that fruities were her favorite candy Things would be much We'd different. We'd be much happier You'd have at four home. kids by then. <laughs> uh, now, but then there's also a vanilla. Is that a fruity? Is that a Tootsie? Uh, That's the worst one. I I believe, and I, I don't want to stand on this. I don't well, I've brought you on as the expert sure. <laughs> Tootsie Rolls. That's, we had that commitment prior to the podcast. I, I shouldn't have put it in my CV, but yeah. here we are. Uh, I believe that the vanilla falls under the fruity category. Okay, well, I believe that was them somebody sort of needs to be fired. Yeah. What I'm scared of is that they might have started with vanilla as like, oh, we're doing something the opposite of Tootsie Rolls. Sure. And then found themselves being like, this is bullshit. We got to do we don't, lime. Uh, yeah. And then that actually worked out. And that's the Tootsie Roll that should be sold in, you know, big bags. But yes. that's like a rare thing you're finding. Yeah. You, I mean, at least when I was a kid, you had to go to like beauty supply stores. To beauty get supply stores. Yeah. Like to buy them or would they be like on the counter in a dish? They'd be under. So I guess this is Chicago. So okay. I don't know. But like they'd be under like the glass where they kept like earrings and. Oh. Oh, this rare wigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then third category, Tootsie Rolls. Yeah, fruities. Oh, yeah, wow, those were the wild. option. And, you know, if you wanted 
regular Tootsie Rolls, you went to Walgreens. Yeah, because I couldn't CBS. tell you where to buy a fruity right now. I like you're gonna no, have I to did. go to a specialist for sure. Uh, a person who sells wigs and fruities <laughs> is the only person you can call. Do you have any fruities in your home right now? I don't have any fruities in my home. Okay. Just uh, the remnants of like Halloween Tootsie Rolls and a weird amount of pixie sticks. Pixie sticks. We have a sticks. shit ton of pixie wow. sticks. And you don't have kids, right? We don't have kids. So there's something going on in your house. It's like very <laughs> just. But we're trying to lure those kids in. <laughs> uh, no, we uh, we got married three months ago. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. So we uh, we did as sort of like the goodbye gift a, a bunch of candies. Oh, and Pixie right. Pixie sticks were the ones that we did not get rid of at all. And nobody wanted that. Nobody what wanted What were them. the other options? Uh, we had a bunch of Sour Patch Kids. Okay, we that's a Reese's. good one. Okay, sure. We had, uh, we had Tootsie Rolls, not my vote. Uh, okay, but of course. I, but obviously. The compromise of marriage. Yeah. That was a, we had nerds. We had a lot oh, of nerds. I haven't had a nerd in a while. Yeah, they're great. They, they are, still hold they've up. They've got a nice pep, like sour. Yeah, not canceled at all. Yeah, they're great. not at all. No way. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was, you know, a bunch of the, the a, classics. Yeah, and then people saw Pixie Sticks and they're like, they're are like, you insane? No. I'm I thought, I thought that they would trigger a nostalgia in people where they're sure. like, I haven't had Pixie Sticks in a while. And then I remembered we're in our 30s and that's <laughs> just sugar. It's truly, there's no disguising the fact that you're literally just pouring sugar right. in your mouth. and I think after a certain age, you need the Illusion, right? Yeah, we you all... need something more, like I'm getting the exercise of chewing at exactly. least. Exactly. Or like this, maybe there's something else. Nougat. I don't know yeah. what nougat is. No it's one will ever got know. some iron in it or something. Of course, there's like calcium yeah. or potassium or something's happening. There's nougat. nothing uh, potassium based in pixie sticks. No, absolutely not. And do you remember those pixie sticks that were like a Two feet long. Oh, yes, I do. I would eat, I would buy one of those and eat it within an hour. Yeah. What no, is that it, doing to your body? <laughs> <laughs> those, and there used to be something, I don't know if you remember this, there used to be something called Super Rope. Oh, of course. Was This the, This is the licorice that was it like was the licorice oh, that was like three feet long. Yeah. It was a whip <laughs> that we used to buy. And like you said, within like 20 to 30 minutes, I would eat three feet of licorice <laughs> that there's no, my body has to be continuing to to struggle to break it down now. The young human body is a miracle machine. <laughs> just like, or or a liar. It yeah. just might be convincing us that we're moving on. Yes, like, and it's also just allowing you to learn horrible behavior and yeah. just like kind of ingrain it within yourself and then in, in your 30s it's like, oh no, I'm still eating garbage. Exactly. And this doesn't work for me. There's this, there's this rapper, Vince Staples, who sure. uh, is very funny and also like a dope rapper. Yes, he's got like a show now. Maybe. That sounds right. right? He's a he's an interesting, charismatic he person. Kind of I can't imagine that Hollywood wants. hasn't uh, yeah done something with him. Yeah, but uh, he talked about in an interview how like you know as a kid they didn't have any money and so oftentimes McDonald's dollar menu was the only option. Okay, sure. They were sort of splitting like chicken sandwiches every night between him and his brother, and uh, now he he can't. Like, his body doesn't function well because of the amount <laughs> of shitty things he put in Of him. course. And I think that's probably true for a lot of us. And we Oh, just, yeah, totally. I'm sure, yeah. like, most of the things I'm dealing with now are just, I for 20 years, made horrible choices. It's just about, giant pixie stick yeah, catching course. up to you. Something about Vince Staples I learned recently, and 
this is just the more you get older. I, he's like in his 20s. Yes, he's very young. Which is so crazy. Like, I forget. Oh, yeah. Like, pop stars and rappers are young people. Yeah. Like, I'm in my 30s now. I'm like, I just assume they're all older than me. It's like, no. Cardi B is like a young person. Yeah. I'm like, all- oh, all of them are very <laughs> successful. They should be in their 50s. All these people instructing us on love and yeah. heartbreak. I'm like, oh, no, you're a children. child. Yeah, they're idiots. You're they don't know baby. anything. And you feel like you've lived four lives and I'm still figuring out like how to pay a bill or right. something. No, so they're, they're not complete people and we shouldn't listen yeah, to I them. Yeah, I should not be trusting anyone. <laughs> Any sort of musician that's uh, currently popular, but I do constantly. Yeah. Um, something uh, about you that you uh, you talk about in your comedy that I am constantly delighted about is your job. You worked as a high school teacher. I did. Yeah, I taught high school for three years full time, and then various forms of like part time. Okay. Uh, where were you teaching? Uh, English. Okay. I taught ninth, eleventh, and twelfth grade English. Wow. Yeah. I, I think I, I enjoy it so much. I, I never worked as a teacher per se, but I, um, I worked in an elementary school as like a lunch lady. Okay. And Congratulations. Then, thank you so much. <laughs> um, and then I worked like as a, a second grade. A- they called us teachers, but it was like after school at a private school. For okay. Second grade, second graders, and it was. Horrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, you, you talk about how mean kids can be in yeah. like weird ways, not in like ways you're expecting and can defend no. yourself from, but. Yeah. It, I mean, as, you know, especially as comics, as people sort of working in any sort of like uh, funny industry, you've prepared yourself for all the, the bad things a human can say to you. you yes. You've looked in the mirror. You go, these <laughs> are the problem areas. I'm, <laughs> I'm ready for the day. And then kids figure out a way to articulate that thing that you were most afraid of them finding <laughs> and just fucking just nailing leveling it. you yeah i mean Mulaney has that really funny bit where he's like uh his fear of walking past a group of seventh graders <laughs> and they just go that man has lady hips and he's like <laughs> no that's the one thing i'm self-conscious about <laughs> it's like all right it's what totally are you gonna that. do I, yeah i've like wondered like uh, teenagers teenagers are so terrifying and i think the reason i Part of the reason I'm terrified is like, oh, I was that and I was terrible mm-hmm. and I was surrounded by terrible people. So there's just still that fear of like, oh, they're going to do it to me again. Yeah. Like, I'm back in middle school and they're going to be just as mean or as I was or people were to me. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, and they are. It's not even a question. Oh, yeah. They're nasty. They're, they're nasty, super nasty, nasty people. Nasty. That, even uh, like the second graders I would deal with. Like, yeah. There was like one that was right, super racist. It's just like... <laughs> Uh, his name was his name was uh, Boston, which made perfect oh, sense. Perfect. Uh, but like they, I was. Te- I'm also for me as like a very small person. I like anyone past third grade is a physical threat as yeah. well. So it's. Um, I don't know. It's uh, so you're not only competing with their hatred. You're yeah, competing I'm like with their I am physical prowess. fully vulnerable to these people. <laughs> I want to know what Bo- who was Boston's group that he hated the most. Who did he? Asian kids. Asian kids. Yeah, sure. He, he was uh, once that came out. I obviously like punished him, and then moving forward was just kind of low grade mean to him all the time. Right, just like kind secret I mean, secretly made his life a living hell. Yeah. Um. And I realized recently, this was like 10 years ago, he's like an adult. He's probably a Trump supporter at this point. Um, (laughs) But, 
You probably, I mean, I, I think I, I didn't work that job that long, maybe a year or so, but like you were really in it. And were you yeah. doing comedy at the time? I was. So I started comedy, uh, probably six months into my first teaching job. Okay. Uh, and I think I would imagine that the teaching job helped. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Gives you that final push. Yeah, of it's like, like, I've got to find something. Oh, I'll kill myself <laughs> if I stay in this for too long. And, uh, yeah. You, you know, teaching was never the the long. Oh, so like leading up to teaching, what was the plan? Were you like maybe comedy? I don't know. No, I think. I mean, to be frank, I I had just left college, and I thought I was going to go into advertising. Okay, did you study college. English? What were you? I studied English. Okay, I left thinking like, oh well, like creative advertising, mm-hmm. I'll write commercials and be funny that way. Yes. Um, and that would somehow gratify me enough to uh-huh. give me a paycheck. Blah, Little blah, blah. did you know. Little did I know that uh, I had no skills for the work that I <laughs> aspired to do. And uh, I had the good fortune of having a teacher who I stayed very close to from high school through college. Oh, wow. Um, and when uh, I left college without a job and found myself back in my mom's basement, uh-huh. uh, he was kind enough to be like, Yo, come be my teacher's assistant. Come oh, fantastic. Be, you know, my, basically my aide, my partner in this, yeah. you know, work that I do. And so I went back to my old high school and taught, uh, poetry and English there. Oh my God. So you, the whole time you were teaching at your old high school? No. So that was only for the first year. That one to me is like an extra level of terrifying. Yeah. So sort of like dealing with this bizarre, history that you already went where through. Where you're, you're like, old teachers are now your peers and yeah. you sit at the table oh, with what them. What does that even mean? Oh, it sucks. It <laughs> sucks when they go from Mr. Quinn to Peter. Ugh. Oh. It's gross. Did you, were you a good student? <laughs> I was a good oh, okay, student. Okay, so it wasn't like facing all like teachers who hated you or whatever. No, but you build nemeses either way. It's yeah, not of like, course. It's not like every teacher that suddenly becomes your here is like uh your friend wow, it's just that is sort of the most confusing thing emotionally yeah no it, it it doesn't feel good and then there's you know the encouraging part is because i was a good student because i i think i was relatively well liked amongst most of the uh-huh. staff it wasn't like i was coming to any sort of like negative energy as far as oh you're not qualified or yeah, oh, yeah. you shouldn't be here kind of thing everybody embraced me but it just isn't what you dream of i gave my mom a big talk when I left home like I'm never coming back here lady I'm better than this and then I had to go right back and then teach at the saddest wow. place I could have imagined yeah that, that to me is like the ultimate version of as a kid seeing your uh, teacher at the grocery store or yes. something where you're like oh you're a person yeah. oh shit no. No, how do I deal with right. this <laughs> uh, and so I taught there for a year and then I went to grad school in Boston uh, okay. learned to be racist towards <laughs> Asians Perfect. and uh then I taught for two more years while I was in Boston. Okay. And then moved to New York and taught. Uh, I mostly did after school programming in New York. Oh, so okay, like sure. more tutoring and uh, like uh, teaching the SATs and stuff. Uh, like that. Okay. Yeah. And do you, do you write poetry? I do. I have a master's in poetry. Oh my God. That's amazing. Yeah. So it's, is, a, it's a something. Is that, <laughs> I mean, is that something you're, you still actively seek now that you're, you're kind of doing comedy full time or I, is it like, 
just an uh, appreciation. It's more of an appreciation. I don't know that I actively seek it. I don't. I haven't probably written a poem in a year. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that's more recent than most of the planets. Sure, but that's because they're being reasonable, and I'm the <laughs> one that's that's making bad choices. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know that I do enough writing or pay enough attention mm-hmm. anymore. I'm not reading the way that I used to read, but at a time, that was the plan as well, was like, oh, I'll, I'll become a poet, I'll become a wow. professor somewhere and write books. And sure. like do that. The uh, as a writer of other sorts of things, poetry is very mystifying to me. I'm like, yeah. When you're ready to write a poem, do you, I mean, what sort of poetry you're writing? Is it long form? Is it? Uh, uh, I mean, it's it's not. I always tell people it's not that dissimilar from my comedy. Like, it's a lot of just sort of narrative-based okay. uh, storytelling, but not, you know, it's concise. So, the beauty of poetry is, like, in the way that, you know, if you were to tell me a story right now, you have to figure out a way to almost add to the the flair and the yeah. excitement of this moment. I get to subtract words. I get to take words out of it, and it almost doesn't need to be a complete story it just needs to be a complete feeling just like boiling it down to the essence or exactly whatever. like you just need to be able to walk away and go like oh i know i know what he felt in his gut yeah in that moment even if i can't piece together exactly the who's the where's the when's the why's whatever mm-hmm. um so that that was the fun of poetry is like i can i can make you feel some shit in 20 lines that's incredible yeah it was cool so i mean it's been a year since you last wrote a poem do you feel like it's in your future or is it like i'll deal with this later or uh i think it's hard to imagine the point where i'm gonna like sit down and like uh want to write another like book of poems mm-hmm. or something like that i say another as if uh, well you're, you've got multiple bestsellers <laughs> stop running from uh it. i yeah i i don't it's just hard your brain splits i think you know? yeah like stand up and and scripts and all the things that i'm sort of excited about writing now are don't easily lend themselves to the world of poetry writing and so i think at some point maybe my brain will reconfigure itself and i'll be more attracted to poetry but right this now, feels like, think, like a retirement thing or yeah like, hang me hang my jersey in the back rafters. out with <laughs> poetry but i imagine you're using some of the i mean a decent amount of the skills you learn from poetry in yeah, writing and stand up for sure i mean we're i think we're all doing the same thing right you 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 identify something interesting you use examples to be able mm-hmm. to to sort of like make that interesting thing more specific and special and then you use details and metaphor and hyperbole or whatever to really like Build it up and totally. make it sexy. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not everything that far. I do. I'm trying to add that <laughs> layer of sex. Just so add sex to everything. Yeah. <laughs> that's what sells. That's of what course, I hear. That's I've been told a few times, <laughs> and I give it a shot. Um, you, I mean, you just said that you're not reading like you usually do, uh, but I assume you're on some level a reader. Uh, yes, yes. It it feels absurd to say when. I know how recently I've read a book. Well, I need to know. <laughs> it's 2011. Uh, 
I I was reading. I went on my honeymoon. I was reading then. Oh, that's not that long ago. Yeah, that was a few. It was no. It actually was more. So about a month ago is the last time I've oh, sort of sat again, down. Again, way more recently book. than a lot of people. Yes, but it was a long time before then. You know. Yeah, okay. So uh, right, sure. right now I'm at a cool checkpoint where I could be like, yeah, I was reading recently, but well, if you asked me before then. It's been a while. After Tootsie Rolls destroy your marriage, mm-hmm. you'll remarry. Go on another honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> get to read another book. I'll read a book about how to build myself back up yes. again and make better choices with women. And then I'll. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what were you reading? Uh, it's this book uh, called The Grid of It. I can't remember the author's name. Um, it's hard to pronounce, but it's sort of this weird book about the uh, where she it's a, a book about ghosts. Or a ghost story book. Okay. But it also is deeply intertwined with the breaking of a marriage. Oh. And so it sort of is this weird thing of whether or not this house is haunting them or their own sort of like fucked up relationship is the yeah. thing that's creating these problems this around them. This is gorgeous honeymoon reading. Oh, it makes your wife feel beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you are reading it aloud. <laughs> Listen to this, sweetheart. Hey, look how miserable this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, this is a very pro-reading podcast. I just, yeah. uh, I want people to read books, read something. It's just uh, longer than two sentences on your phone. I don't know. I just, uh, it's a very easy thing to do. And sure. I, I don't know. I, I've i discovered recently, are you familiar with Goodreads? I've only heard of Goodreads, I think it's but a I'm bad not website. familiar. Sure. It's just like, I mean, it's people reviewing books, but people who don't necessarily who know how to read it's yelp it's It's, yeah i mean like if something has four stars on it's like oh no that book was it's bad and it was easy to read right (laughs) or and like some mystery that people i made it to the end yeah (laughs) i was able to read this so you have to look for like books that are like on the in between like a low three is probably an actually good book. it's like oh yeah people that like there was a culling of dummies yeah and people who made it through the book were actually knew what they were doing. So you're a pretty avid reader then. I try to be. I enjoy it and I just feel like it's an easy thing that like a lot of people are letting go of. Yeah. And it's like we should value this. I what, don't know. What kind of reading are you most attracted to? Uh, mostly fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I try to dash a few nonfiction books in every year but uh, largely fiction. It's uh, But it's all over the place. I'm at, and I don't know who, going back to Goodreads, like, I never know who to turn to for book recommendations mm-hmm. anymore. I don't have a good, I don't know a good critic or any of this. So it's just like truly shooting in the dark and like. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's the scariest thing with like going to a bookstore is like, all right, when I was a kid, I was going mostly based on the covers. Of oh, things. of course. That made things so much easier. Yeah, and now I'm an adult and I almost know that the covers should not be making the decision. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to do it without that cover. Yeah, exactly. So what are we doing? Yeah. I, um, I had a college professor that said there was uh, no such thing as a good reader, only a good rereader. So mm. my new goal is to maybe I'm going to go back and like find books that I enjoyed and just reread those. That'll make things so much easier. Yeah. 
Because when I finish a book, I fly into a panic, like, I've got to find another book to read. And there's right. this, and then I'll, I usually make a bad decision. Well, I will say that, like, uh, when I was teaching, uh, more often than not, I enjoyed the book a lot more when I was going back through it with the kids. Oh, interesting. Much more than I did when I had to do it, sim- like, completely on my own. Yeah, totally. Um, and some of that is just the the discussion around it's it. seeing right? other perspectives on yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And- like, I think that there's there's almost, like, something encouraging hearing, like, okay, we get to, like, if I, I was in a book club, I'd be, I think I'd have a great time. Oh, yeah, of course. Uh, but then it's also, like, I don't know everybody's taste, and so you yeah. join a bit book club and it becomes like this thing where they want to read a bunch of like nonfiction and I don't give a fuck uh, about nonfiction <laughs> and so like if there's no ghosts or like weird stabbings yeah I need something <laughs> that's not happening in my actual life yeah, exactly. happening in the book I don't want to derail our book conversation but I did notice when you came in ah. you were holding something this podcast, obviously, everybody knows is, I sure. said no gifts. <laughs> and here comes Langston down the hall holding a, a bag. A bag. I sure. mean, that's one way of phrasing it. <laughs> let's just, let's be honest. You did not wrap the gift. I didn't wrap the gift. The gift came in a leather backpack, which belongs to you. Which I don't plan on giving you. No. Well, unfortunately, you're not leaving the studio <laughs> until I own a leather backpack. So I, uh, somebody just open up. up the Coles website. Let's get <laughs> this man a leather backpack. <laughs> uh, um, but I guess we should see what you brought me. Yes, I, I'm so excited. And it doesn't, in fact, derail our conversation. It only adds to our conversation. Oh, you're conversation. kidding. It's a book. Oh, it's my God. Book. Unexpected Love, Seasons of Redemption. <laughs> this is by... Uh, book three. Book three. I've ob- obviously already read the first two. Um, that's on my other po- uh, love podcast. Sure. Um, written by Andrea... Do you know how to pronounce this? I do name? not. I'm assuming Boshar. Boshar. B O E S H A A R. Yeah. It has like a like a Dutch looking woman on the front, mm-hmm. or she kind of looks like a a uh, pilgrim or something. That's She's right. Holding two roses. Uh, book three. I'm let's. I'm just going to do a quick survey of this. The oh, the back. Backer. The back's exciting. I th- I really enjoyed. That's what sold me. One of my favorite things in the world is reading the backs of books. Mm-hmm. The language used to try to sell books yeah. is so <laughs> funny to me. It's always. It's funny because it's. It, you can tell the author was involved, but not as much as they would like to yeah, be. Yeah, to the point that they're like, oh, I regret that now. Yeah. I'm mad. You're right. I, I will frequently, like, one of my favorite things, if I'm in a grocery store, I'll find those, like, the terrible novels being sold at a grocery store and just read the backs of them. Because yeah. it's just like, the back of a Tom Clancy novel is psychotic. <laughs> it's always the most, the weird, it's like, who His is His wife like, is dead. Yeah. <laughs> Top secret. Um, Nurse Loren- Lorena? Lorena? Lorena, I believe. Yeah. Nurse Lorena Fields is drawn to a blind pace- patient searching for his past. But as his memories return, will there be a place for her in his future? Mm-hmm. Now, let's see. Uh, let me just read this real quick. See, it's all very exciting because that Dutch woman is actually based in Chicago. What? <laughs> And the blind man, 
He's just a guy who got lost on Lake Michigan. Oh it's very exciting. That's good reading. This is, this is a perfect example of this sort of thing. Uh, his regained sight will reveal a secret about herself that Reyna... Wait, is there another character? What are we talking about? I think Lorena that's becomes Lorena. Reyna. Yeah. You learned that she has a nickname on the back of this book. They couldn't stick with Lorena They're just like, for the summer. We don't like, want, we've said it too many you times. You know Lorena, it's Reyna. Come on, she's like family to you. Um, let's see. His, his regained sight will reveal a secret about herself that Reyna has been trying hard to hide. Mm-hmm. So she's going to learn. He's going to learn. Who knows? Oh. Uh, and this is the third book. I mean, that's the stuff that's been going on. Oh, and I'm also learning that the author of the book is a certified Christian life coach, there which is go. what you want out of an author. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I, if somebody's <laughs> going to write a book that I'm going to read, I need to know that they are not only a life coach, but also deeply Christian. religious. Make sure they're Christian. Yes. Uh, I mean, you don't want any of those other messier religions. You no, need of Christian. course. You need a nice, clean cut Christian <laughs> writing your bizarre romance. Uh, I mean, her resume. Before it says that she writes novels, is like 50 jobs long. <laughs> this person should not be writing a book. No, she's got a lot of work to do in other spaces. Um, where did you get this? I got it from the 99 cent store oh, near my house. Oh, that's the place. That is the, the library we should all be visiting. You know, what's funny is it's literally the only book they sell. So <laughs> Wait, so there was just stacks of this? There were four copies of it, okay. and there were no other books. The rest of them were all coloring books and weird <laughs> Uh, this Nas- is essentially a coloring book. Yeah, it was that in NASCAR holograms. Oh. And so I said to myself, if this is already, the literature. I already own the, ho- the holograms. Sure, so I knew that about you. Uh, and I, <laughs> I know we're just meeting for the first time, but I said to myself, no, Bridger knows NASCAR. You truly nailed, <laughs> nailed this in every way. I mean, wow, I'm so excited to read this. I actually, uh, at uh, a couple jobs ago, my friend Bess Calvin, I began writing a romance novel called Seasons of Desire. Oh, that's beautiful. And it was uh, the, I've talked about this on this show with Bess, but the promise was going to be someone was going to have sex on every page. Nice. The front cover is just going to guarantee the one thing you are, your favorite character, your Lorena will be making love every single page. Can I add, oh, it's it's your main character making love every yes, single page. This person's all over the place. Wow. So they're just like... A tra- urinary tract infection. Oh yeah, there's all the way I mean, through. that's kind of the battle that she's fighting. <laughs> sure. that she's gonna like just come to a climax. Where at she one point, is damaged. Does she get cranberry juice because she? Oh, is she, just... I mean, it takes place in New England, so mm. she's gonna go to a bog. She's right. gonna squeeze her own juice. <laughs> And she's going to take and somebody's going to squeeze her juice. Oh, every page, every page. every single page. Even when she's drinking the cranberry juice, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. getting it. You That's know, she's amazing. Like, this lady is. Uh, she loves to just do it. Yeah. Um. So this will be good research, if nothing else. Yeah. What's the worst book you've ever read? The worst book I've ever read. Do you finish wow. books when you hate them? I don't. You, you're somebody who can give it up. I will quit immediately. Oh, I'm so jealous of that. And there are books that, like, I've been told are fantastic that I get a few pages in. Clockwork Orange was like that Oh, sure. I, that's not for everybody. It's no. It's cup of tea. I, I got, like, ten pages in. I was like, hey, bro, if y'all ain't going to speak regular English, <laughs> I'm not I'm dealing good. with this. <laughs> I'm not going to pretend that this is enjoyable for me. <laughs> I will move the fuck on. Had you seen the movie prior to reading it? I had 
not. Okay. I just, I mean, you hear it's like this, it's hailed as like one of the most classic pieces of literature totally. of all time. And, you know, it was one of those things where I think my counterpart at the high school I was teaching at was teaching her group. So, okay. like, I took a certain half of the uh, 11th and 12th graders and she took the other half. And I think she was teaching a Clockwork Orange for that other half. And so I was like, I've never read it. I'm going to, like, steal one of the books and read it now. Sure. And then I made it, you know, 10 pages. And I was like, oh, no, this is for the kids. I'm good. <laughs> and then you told your half they would be reading Unexpected Love. Yeah, exactly. Book one and three. two. Oh, and three. Okay, sure. <laughs> we got to make it through the series. I if feel like. Gonna but I don't think either. this is the end of the series. I I have to believe that this goes to book 12. No, very she least. would have said the finale. Yeah, or... the very end. Yeah. <laughs> Unexpected love, the very end. Seasons of redemption. Yeah. Um, so you are able to give up a book. I, like, you are I'm not. learning slowly that it's okay to be like, oh, yeah, I just don't enjoy reading this. And that's sure. fine. What but is it that makes you not want to give it up? I feel like I, I don't. No, I need to have the whole picture. I'm like, well, maybe I make it to the end and all of this nonsense I've been through will finally feel rewarding. Yeah. But that's happened enough now that, I mean, it's happened enough that it doesn't feel rewarding. I'm like, oh, yeah, maybe it sometimes. I was about to say, how often does it ever pay off where you're like. That's a good question. Probably never. Yeah. Yeah. the something I I tried reading recently, I like every once in a while I'll be like, oh, wouldn't it be fun to read like a fantasy novel, mm-hmm. like just a fun thing? That fails almost every time for yeah. me, <laughs> especially when there's like they're like building out a world or whatever, and I'm right. like, oh, I should just maybe I should just be reading a history book sure. and learning actual facts. We have real world stuff already. Yeah, there like there are some really intense fantasy novels that are like. The person has created a dictionary. Right. Like, oh, 50 pages in. I'm like, oh, I, I <laughs> don't know what I'm doing with my time right now. Sure. I cannot use this knowledge in any space. I mean, that's what's essentially happening to, to, uh, what's her name from the Harry Potter series, right? Oh, like, yeah, of course. Uh, J- I have uh, never said her name out loud. J.K. Rowling. Rowling, I believe, is the. Yes. Cr- anyway, I think she just built out this world and, like, doesn't want to go learn regular history so she's just gonna keep making up more she can't leave it alone it's so bizarre to watch but yeah that is a weird thing it's like you're like richer than the queen of england yeah you've you've wrote all these books just like right used to do ecstasy in your car yeah (laughs) talk about that dude yeah i want to hear more about that that time where you were homeless and the only solve in your head the only solution to your bad feelings was doing ecstasy alone (laughs) in your car that seems like a pretty good story yeah you've got theme parks now let's go back to the being just being on drugs in yeah, your car JK. dig into to maybe the u let's let's figure out what that j and that k yeah, stand for I, judy cootie <laughs> judy cootie uh i i wonder what that is Stephen. do you have any idea what that is uh, joanne is her first name okay. joanne what joanne, are we doing for that k christine joanne kevin killer Joanne Killer. <laughs> Joanne Killer Rowling. <laughs> Joanne yeah. Kawaii. It's funny. Kawaii. Yeah, That's a I beautiful like that. name. I, it's funny. Your take on uh, books is very similar to what I can in books immediately. I can't with uh, television. Oh, you're stuck on a show. Like, 
I will finish it. What are some examples of this that, like, you were watching a show and not enjoying it, but uh, had to go through? I didn't like Dexter after, like, season two. Oh, I feel like that's, uh, like, common, right? Yeah. Like, that show immediately went insane It or went something. really wild and bad, and I, oh boy, went all the way <laughs> to the end. I There's, like, almost every show that I've watched, I've watched until the very end of it. I think it's, like, I think that's kind of common because, like, the first season of a show will usually be good. Yeah. Like, and then they get you emotionally on some level. You're invested and you're like, well, I'm just now trapped. I want to see what happens to these characters. Or right. Something. I imagine that's what happened with Dexter where it's like... It's that and I think I also have a fascination with the the artists. Like, there's, there's a part of... There's so many artists involved in making a television show, yes. right? Like the actors, the writers, the directors, the... You've got the makeup people. Yeah, You've exactly. the production assistant giving their own little touch. And I like the idea of seeing... Uh, the crack in their armor where like at a certain point you see the actor know that they're saying something stupid <laughs> out loud and I, I want to see it. I want you to admit that you made a mistake. You've made a horrible bargain with the devil Look, and bro, now I we're going to watch you deal with it. You sign a contract that requires you to be here for seven years so long <laughs> as this show continues. So great. Let me see how much seven years breaks your spirit. <laughs> <laughs> that is beautiful. I want to, ugh, I want to know how this goes to the end. What you know happened I mean? with Dexter? Like, I mean, what, what, what was so horrible about the show? Um, I mean, you know the premise. Yeah. A serial killer is killing other serial killers. Serial, sure. Kill serial killers. Uh, and I think at some point, they continued to sort of create enemies for him okay. who started to figure out hi who he was uh -huh. and his world. And it became much more of every episode is, is like hijinks to hide his truth from oh, people God. around him. And then people becomes a farce. Yeah. But then people around him started to know it and then like manipulate him to kill people they preferred. Oh, wow. And then at one point he had a sexual affair with his sister who wasn't okay. technically his sister, but then they found out was his sister. In fact, <laughs> like just, later on, they like rewrote it basically to be like, just kidding. Yeah, she is your she sister. She is his sister. So she, you, you went through it once and now yeah. you're going to think about it again. And this time it's real. <laughs> it, it just, what? and I could be wrong, but it just became like these weird, like, uh, inner, inner, you know, just layering of like, oh, we ran out of story a while ago. So yeah. let's just make some shit up. That's um, something that, I hope that people in TV are learning, which I feel like the British have learned, where it's just like, oh, you can you can only do this for two seasons. If that's the story you've got, that's okay. You can just end it. I just started uh, Sherlock Holmes. Uh-huh. They do three episodes a season. Oh, that's a perfect Genius. amount. Genius. That's all you need. <laughs> Genius. Then you can commit some quality to it. Yeah, or you do it. They do like an hour and a half episode, so they just treat every episode like it's an independent film. Sure. And they just one three episodes of that's fantastic although i don't want to spoil i haven't watched the show but i don't yeah. want to spoil this for you i've heard horrible things about later seasons oh i'm sure it's terrible so, but you're committed so it <laughs> doesn't I, matter i'll figure it out yeah, but i like the idea that you're just like nope 
This is, we're just going to cover. We know how far our imagination can stretch. We have a beginning and an end. Let's get there. Let's get there. And then we'll stop rather than just beating it into the ground and making people beg them. To and really, with three episodes a season, you have a beginning and you have an end. You could make a nonsense episode right in oh, the middle of, of it. And nice just fun hijinks yeah, episode. Yeah, this is Sherlock Holmes going to the DMV. Let's watch him do his laundry. <laughs> right. Let's watch him go on a first date or something. Yeah. Breaking Bad, I think, is my favorite show sure. of all time and Wonderful. I think part of the genius of it was like it's one of the few things that like has ever hit television where they knew exactly what the ending was. Yeah where it like felt like we're headed towards a goal. They had a goal in mind He's got an expiration time. date so it's like he's gonna die on some level. Or exactly. Something. Whereas like a Game of Thrones was oh, like Lord. oh boy this, the books are gone we don't know what we're <laughs> doing that old guy won't answer our phone calls let's just make Make it up. <laughs> yeah, Game of Thrones is like a good example of a show that I just pow- I stuck with till the end. Sure. Despite knowing, oh, this is just off the rails at this point, yes. and I'm not going to be happy with whatever happens. By the time you hit season seven, you are furious. Oh, yeah. You're just like, oh, why am I still watching this? Yeah, but then it's like, but they they were so good. Yes. A few years ago. Yeah. They have to be able to figure this out. to land yeah. this thing. No. But like, even those, I read those books, and like, after book three, it was like clear that George R.R. R. Martin, like, he had three books of story, and then mm. for whatever reason, they were probably popular. Yeah. He keeps going. And obviously, that guy—he obviously does not know how this is going to end. No, otherwise, he, no he would have published the books. Didn't I think he came out in some article where he said, "I want to thank the show for helping me uh, really figure out what Whoa, I wanted no. to do." With that's the, not a good sign. No, it's because everyone hated sign. the yeah. how that ended. So. But it's either a, a terrible sign for his. Uh, intuition, meaning that like, he's going to follow the trajectory of the show, or he's shitting on the show. And oh, he's saying, like, oh, that's uh, not how I'll be Now I know it. what everybody hated, and I'll just do something completely different. <laughs> Thank you for different. letting me cheat. Right. <laughs> okay, that's not the ending people wanted. Yeah, I think he, I, yeah, I don't, I think he has no clue. I think even, like, the amount of detail he puts in the books oh, is yeah. mostly him just trying to fill the pages. Oh, yeah, of course. With, like, it's like a dick- style thing where it's just like I'm getting paid by the word so let's uh, just do this for 700 pages. I'll describe the meat in and their mouth. Yeah, people will really enjoy page. the feast yeah. that they're at and they'll forget that there should be a decent plot line here. Yeah. Um, well, I feel like we're at the point of the podcast where we should play a game. Let's do it. Let's see I here. I love a good game. The game we're going to play is called Gift or a Curse. Mm-hmm. So basically, I'm going to Name three things. Okay. And you're just going to tell me if they're a gift or a curse. Each individual thing? Yes. So, we'll go through them one by one. Um, But from what I I need from you is a number between one and ten. Of scale on gift or curse? No, just give me a number right now. Oh, right now. Because I'm going to pick these randomly and... Mm. Uh, yeah, so give me a number. Five. Five, that's a good number. It was my uh, number in high school playing you're, basketball. Oh, you're a basketball yeah, player. Were you a basketball. good basketball player? I was pretty good. I I 
I wouldn't, I can't do anything now, but at a time I used to be a, uh, I played as a practice player for the women's basketball team at oh, college. That's beautiful. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> yeah, I've been pretty woke my whole life. Wow, you were really ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah, no, but that, I went to a D1 school. We were playing against very uh, talented wow, women. So that's great. Yeah. So you're, I mean, not a bad player. I wasn't a bad player. I was not anything worth bragging you're about. You're really but. balancing the scales here because I may be the worst basketball player on the planet. I was sure. <laughs> on a little league team for years and did not score a point. Okay. So Never once have not you a scored in a real game? Not a single time. Wow. So my parents should have pulled me. Yeah. Did not. Let me go calculate this. While I'm doing this, I want you to just, you can promote something, you can tell okay. people something about yourself, whatever you want. The time you have is, you have no idea, because I've got, yeah, we'll see. I love this. I just get to talk. This is great. My name's Langston. I have a Twitter. It's at Langston Kerman. It's also my Instagram, and I have an album, and that's on all of like the places where you buy music and listen to the things, and uh, it's called Light Skin Feelings, and it's me telling jokes, and it's pretty funny. It's, it got some warm reception at a time. Langston, your time is up. Ah. I will say <laughs> Light Skin Feelings is a very good album. Thank you. I don't know how people find albums anymore. Me neither. Seek it out. Sure, seek it out. Try to pay money for it. I don't care if you pay. Okay, it doesn't matter to him. Just listen to it and uh, tell your friends to also listen to it. Apparently, that's more valuable than money nowadays. That's, that's <laughs> Social what the, currency. That's what all these companies keep telling me. Yes, you want to raise this man's clout. <laughs> Make me popular on the internet. Yes, that's valuable. Um, okay, we're getting into the game here. Number one thing, I want you to tell me if you think the following is a gift or a curse, and mm -hmm. then tell me why. Small plates. Small plates. At restaurants, you know, yes. small plate restaurants, that sort of thing. Uh, tapas, mm -hmm. if you will. Yes. Uh, I believe that small plates are a curse. I do not support small plates. I think that it is just an excuse for people to order a a lot more than they otherwise would have ordered and pay for a lot more things than they otherwise would have paid for. And basically it makes you have to sit through an explanation of the way that restaurants work in a way that you did not need to sit through the explanation <laughs> because we've all been going to restaurants our entire lives. <laughs> Small plates, curse. Langston. Yeah. Just nailed it. Oh, thank I you. I mean, so much. you're absolutely correct on this. <laughs> and there are correct and incorrect answers okay. here. So I just want you to be aware that That's you good could to know afterwards. fail. <laughs> I didn't want to put too much pressure on you. But I absolutely agree. Small plates are a curse for all of those reasons. Also, I need to know. I just need one pl plate of food in front of me so I know what I'm eating. When Make there me are commit. 50 plates, I have no idea what I put in my body. Yeah. I could eat all of them and not realize that I've eaten seven meals. Why do I need octopus and olives? Yes. That's and, not a good mix. Also, I know I'm going to find something that I really like, and then there are going to be like nine things that I kind of like, and I... Why can't I just eat all of the thing I like? Yeah. And the thing is, with small plates, we all always like the same thing. Of course. So that thing disappears immediately. Well, maybe one or two of those gets ordered, and then it's like a bunch of cauliflower right. or something. And you feel like an idiot just being like, hey, would you bring out like eight more plates of this <laughs> thing that we all like? Hey, this was $25. <laughs> can we get a bunch more of these while so we can throw away, throw away the rest of them? You know, so we could all have a human serving amount of... <laughs> 
<laughs> that thing that we liked instead of a bunch of shit yes. we're going to not finish. I do feel like, fortunately, small the top of small plates trend is like kind of waning or something. I feel like I'm going to more restaurants where I can just order my plate of food that I can selfishly eat. I think there's, there's and it's the beauty of comedy, and I don't want to say that comedy is completely responsible for this, but I do think that we tend to call out the bullshit. Yeah. And there sort of has been like, there was a period where people were sort of fascinated with small plates. Sure. And then comedy in all forms was sort of like, hey, don't y'all feel stupid doing that? And then it's we, a bad thing, right? And now restaurants are like, all right, guys, they get it. It's a ruse. <laughs> they want, yeah, we regular gotta, amounts of food. Yeah, again. <laughs> we just got to give them spaghetti again, yeah. like normal people. <laughs> just like, take a giant plate of spaghetti. <laughs> sure. Okay, one for one. Nice. Let's move on to the next. The next thing. Uh, oh my god, I'm having a hard time reading this. Uh, House plants. Houseplants. Houseplants. Gift or a curse? Ah, that's a tough one. Hmm. I'm going to say gift. I think houseplants are a gift. My wife uh, has murdered a number of houseplants. Sure. She does not take care of them well. She does not water them. There was once a point where I gave her a cactus that she kept by the door where there is no sunlight because <laughs> she was under the presumption that cactuses didn't need sunlight. Famously <laughs> in non-sunny places. Sure. They just needed water. Yes. Yeah, so you find all of these <laughs> cactus in the rainforest. Right. That sort of thing. You know how cactuses love uh, a cave. Yeah. <laughs> um, she... She has murdered a number of houseplants, and I think that has uh, it has been a gift in that it has taught me what we have to do to grow and improve in our relationship. And uh, I, I say gift. I say they're a good thing because they teach us lessons. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> you've okay. So they're a curse. That's obvious. Sure, that's very clear. And uh, it's uh, it's sad to watch you just fail immediately after nailing the first. And one. such a long it's rant a too. Way. Yeah, and then you just truly fall flat on your face. It's embarrassing. <laughs> Cancelled, uh, Lex and Kerman. Uh, I think they're. I, I they. I don't think. I know they are a curse. Mm-hmm. Because they offer this beautiful promise of uh, beautifying your home, but they immediately just become a stress-inducing nightmare. They do cause stress. I uh, have killed so many, and uh, I've. it's just a, a depressing feeling to watch this thing you brought into your home slowly die. And they're the most fickle things in the world. Like, I've, I've done the research. I've looked online for the advice on how to take care of them. I kill them every time. Sure. Unless you live in a greenhouse where there's constant sunlight, it is the most difficult thing to take care I of. I will say that if I had as many uh, bodies on my uh, hand as you do, I'd call it a curse as well. It's a total curse. <laughs> it's, uh, I, there is a house plant that I can, I, uh, refer to on this podcast from time to time and continue to forget to research the name of it, yeah. which is you don't you don't have to do anything to keep alive. And I'm never going to I've decided I'm never going to tell people on this podcast what sure. it's called, because <laughs> now, at this point, I'm not going to look it up. But there is one houseplant out there that you do not have to maintain. And it's yeah. an incredible feeling to just leave this thing. And it just looks good. Have you heard of air plants? What I have heard of air plants, and I don't know what we're talking about. So they essentially, and I don't know how they work, but they essentially are able to sustain themselves without uh, any uh, soil. 
Okay. So they just literally are plants that sort of like spike out in every direction. Right. And you can put them in like a, some sort of container and it doesn't require dirt to be able to like. Does it require water or, or light? Uh, light, yes. Okay. And the occasional spray from like a, uh, uh, you know, a sprayer uh, or whatever. Sure. What is that called? A water sprayer? A water, a water, water bottle. Yeah, a water is that what bottle. It's called? Yeah, whatever. What do we spray cats with? A yeah, water yeah. bottle. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, listen, I abuse animals and I'm not of ashamed course, of it. Of course, that's what you've made your career on. Just <laughs> spraying cats in their face because yeah. I fucking like them. Do you, no. uh, do you have pets? Uh, we don't have pets. I grew up with a lot of pets. Okay. Uh, my wife did not. Uh, and so, and I'm gone too often to justify adding an obligation to right. a person who otherwise is mm-hmm. not. Here, take care of this thing you yeah. no, have no interest in doing. Exactly. And uh, by the way, keep murdering our plants in the process. So. Yeah. <laughs> Just kill everything <laughs> no, that I leave at, you with. I know you're not good at keeping things alive. Here's a, a much roll. more... <laughs> Um, okay, so now you've you've gotten one, you've just failed another. Yeah. Final final thing. This is big. Gift or a curse. Yeah, this could go either way. This basically uh will mean pass or fail. Mm. I don't know that it will. I think uh I'm gonna land at a sixty six. Well a sixty six. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah, that's like kind of a Maybe that's pass. That's pass. I think you barely pass, pass or fail is uh fifty. Are we talking Yeah, is I guess a, I, yeah, you have to get down to fifty. Oh, so Okay, cool. All right, here we go. Do you think the desert is a gift or a curse? Ah wow. The desert. Is the desert a gift or a curse? Uh, I, we currently live in a desert. I'm going to say it's a gift. I, I like it here in this desert. I think they lie to us often and say it's not a desert. They tell us that we're in some sort of weird tropical paradise by putting up trees that don't belong here. But that's not true. And, uh, this desert has, uh, made it so that I can live off of my silly jokes and ramblings. And, uh, it doesn't rain very often. And, uh, hot people are for some reason attracted <laughs> to being here. So I'm going to say gift. It's a gift. Langston. Mm-hmm. You're correct. Ah. The, de- the <laughs> desert, of course. I'm all, I love the desert. It offers so much mystery, so sure. much warmth. Uh, you've got the cactus. You've mm-hmm. got just the quiet. You've got very little rain. Mm-hmm. Lizards. You've There's got lizards. lizards. Everybody loves a lizard. Exciting it's stuff. It's a snake with less threat. <laughs> um, a snake you want to get to know. Yeah, exactly. Um, uh, yeah, I'm just realizing that the lizard is kind of to the snake as like a squirrel is to a rat. It's like the more mm. PR friendly version of that animal sure. or whatever. Yeah, they got the right people in front of yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Didn't make like the bad moves of not having legs or not having fur <laughs> on your tail. Yeah, what are you idiots doing yeah, with no legs and no fur? Um, no, the desert, I absolutely. I think most people love the desert as long as they've got uh, water, mm-hmm. they've got uh, cool shelter, yeah, 
But it's just, you go out into the desert and you're having a wonderful time. It's a good time. Do you spend any time in Palm Springs? I haven't. I, I've i done a few shows down there, but never, uh, like, gone and, 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 you know, chilled. Okay. And I think I'd like it. You've got to give it a shot. I enjoy drugs. I'd uh, like go to- Go do some drugs in yeah, Palm Springs. Wander and yeah. stare at stuff. Yes. It's a wonderful town. There are, like, two restaurant, good restaurants, so you don't have to make any decisions. Sure. It's just like, those are the places I'll eat. Yeah. And uh, it offers everything that I've talked about with the desert here. I, I've never seen a lizard there, but you've got to take a peek and maybe I'll see one. Yeah. There's well, got to be a lizard there. Look at you. Two out of three. Two out of three. It's really not too bad. 66.66 with the bar over it. This is a former high school teacher here <laughs> and he's going to graduate. Yeah. Which, I mean, <laughs> good for you. Okay. Final segment of this podcast is called I Said No Questions. Mm -hmm. People are writing into I Said No Gifts at gmail.com and they're getting advice on gift giving. Okay. They need to give people in their lives gifts and uh, they're obviously extremely desperate. Yeah. Have <laughs> turned to me as the final result. Um, they need to ask a podcast yes. what to do. Yeah, it's a sad situation and so I... Yeah, through pity, I'm trying to help these people. Let's give it a shot. The first one up here, is just this is very simple. Dear Bridger, I'm finishing up a job. What kind of gift should I get my uh, get my? I've been talking a lot about reading on this podcast, mm -hmm. and every example of me trying to read so far <laughs> has really been a, a Listen, D level reading. As job. a person who struggles to read out loud, I'm here with it's you. It's tough. Yeah, it's it's frequently you'll more get difficult. No than, judgment on this side of the table. I'm going to give it another shot. Dear Bridger, I'm finishing up a job. What kind of gift should I get my boss? Best, uh, Ariel in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Ariel is out there. She's saying goodbye to a job. We don't know how long she was there. We don't know what her, if she actually cares about her boss. Right. I mean, obviously is done with the job, so couldn't have been that great. No, you don't like it. Um, what do you get a boss? I don't know that I've ever, I've never once bought my boss. Purchased. That's not true. I I bought my my boss. I still buy my former boss, the teacher, who is like a mentor. Friend, yeah, right. A gift, but not because he was my boss. It was because there was a relationship prior to yeah, the boss. Exactly. What are you buying him? Uh, I'll get him like uh like books or like uh some sort of like gift card or something oh, like sure. that. Um, or just something relevant. Yeah, at right. At the time, but it's nothing like uh, super intimate. Totally. Um, well, I think with a boss, um, this person has been working you. Let's just assume just to the bone. Let's. Uh, I think yelled at you. Yelled quite at a you. Bit. Yeah, of course. Like mm -hmm. just screamed right into your face. Stared over your shoulder They're, a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely. to assert like a dominance. Uh, you know, like tapped their watch when you came in. Yeah. This kind of just uh, passive aggressive. If it's a male boss, he might have locked his door when you. Oh, let's you know, hope not. Let's <laughs> let's just hope there not. might have been some dangerous In that sexual case, energy. Yeah, you want to get case. him a visit from the police. Uh. But, <laughs> uh, um, I mean, I'm assuming Ariel that your boss here, you must have been pleasant enough. Yeah. 
I'm th- I'm thinking a restaurant gift card. That's a that's a good offer. Everybody likes that. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like it's not too personal. Yeah, I feel like give, getting a boss a personal thing it might weird them out or. Uh, you don't want them you don't want to start crossing the line to we're now friends yeah sure you want to like leave a good taste in their mouth but you don't want them like calling you socially right it's like keep the distance i i think similarly a uh, desk ornament mm. sort of has that vibe of like here's a thing that i don't have to look at anymore but maybe you can put on your desk and it'll make you feel like you are loved and right. sort of like appreciated in a way that doesn't matter to me yeah i, I just a ca- like a nice card mhm that actually reminds me i uh i interned for uh david letterman years ago Ooh. and was tasked with buying it was his birthday and my bosses at the job told me to go get the greeting card for his birthday, which picking out a greeting card for anyone is absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And this added this whole new dimension of like, what do you, what card do you get for Dave Letterman? Um, you know I, how that guy who transformed late night comedy? Yeah. Uh, and what a, makes him laugh? Of course, like, and 99% of cards have some stupid bullshit on them that's right. like, you don't want to give that to him. So I finally just settled on one that said like, happy birthday and had some balloons on it. Oh boy. No, no text within the card. Yeah. I take it to my bosses. They furious with me. Sure, totally unhappy. You, but you can't you can't saddle me with getting a greeting card for someone else in your life. You're gonna get what you're gonna get. And then also give me a give me a trajectory. Give yeah, me like, like give me some a, advice. Somewhere like, what to are you land. For? Yeah, it's like okay, you, you want a funny card? I'll go funny. You want a you want a more uh, like a poem poemy card sure. where like they say weird romantic things to a person you don't have romantic feelings <laughs> seems, for. Seems right for Dave yeah. Letterman. He's you know he grew that beard for a reason. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I think the secret. I mean, uh, with uh, cards is why let's just make them all blank. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody writing my message it should say happy birthday happy anniversary whatever sorry your mom died and then leave the rest to me just folded cardboard please put a nice picture on it i don't need anybody expressing my feelings for me yeah ariel i hope something that we've said here adds up to the perfect gift for your boss if not it doesn't matter you don't work for them anymore and uh a knife Send a knife. Send a knife. That's a good message. (laughs) What does this person have in mind for me? Um, Okay. Next question. Uh, Bridger, my anniversary with my fiance is coming up. We don't share expenses yet, and he hasn't worked this year. So what can I give him that's nice but won't make him feel guilty for not giving me something expensive? That's Neil in Pittsburgh. So... Uh, wow. wow, this is this is an emotionally complicated thing. Yeah, you're trying not to uh, big dog them. Yeah, which on some level you kind of do want to not 
you do want to get them a nice thing. This person, mm-hmm. obviously, he hasn't worked. He probably could have a nice thing in his life. But uh, then... He, he, why isn't he working? Yeah. That's the big question. If we need to talk about Neil's uh, fiance, yeah, it seems is, like he's a problem person. Yeah, what is Mr. Neil doing here? I feel like maybe, uh, is there like a premium account on LinkedIn? Is there... <laughs> uh, does Monster.com still exist? Perhaps a nice uh, interview time. Yeah, or like a yeah, a little book on tips on the job hunt, or just you know, or, you clip out the classified section of the newspaper, and uh, put that in a card. Maybe a tutorial on uh, firm handshakes. Firm handshakes, like the perfect, uh, not too much, not too little. Yeah, let's go just like a normal person, uh-huh. <laughs> because obviously your fiance has got to do something to get back into the job market. Yeah, I mean, maybe we're just finding out that Neil's fiance has been kind of just milking this thing and right who knows maybe it's time to say goodbye break it off yeah i don't know if that's a great gift but <laughs> i mean i think it, i mean i actually think it might be the perfect gift it, it because might this guy be the might need a wake-up call sure give him the gift of you've got to figure it out <laughs> buddy i'm leaving i'm I... leaving and maybe we'll see each other in the future and you'll have a damn job yeah otherwise i don't want to see you anymore we're in pittsburgh it's not the it's probably a relatively expensive city. Yeah. Yeah, get a get a job uh working steel. Get working steel. Those yeah. Famous be, steel town. It's a steel town get and those, those beams. Those and, jobs aren't going anywhere no, apparently. Nobody else has the steel. <laughs> uh I was yeah, okay, so I feel like it's, Neil, unfortunately, it's time to end the relationship. (laughs) You got to break up, Neil. This man has wormed his way into your life and has probably gotten too many gifts already. Get him some walking shoes. Get him some walking (laughs) shoes to walk right out of the apartment (laughs) onto a new life. Bless you, Neil. I'm excited (laughs) for your future as a, you know, somebody who is an independent uh, woman. Um, okay, well, I think we <laughs> we nailed it with both of these. The world is a better place because of us. For sure. Ariel's getting her boss something. I can't remember what, exactly what we talked about. And Neil is single. <laughs> um, we're going to wrap it up. I think that's the end of the show, Langston. What a dream. A delight having you. I've got this beautiful new book. Mm-hmm. I'm going to dive right into it. Please uh, do. Uh, <laughs> finish up some James Baldwin and get right into Andrea <laughs> Boshar, my second favorite One author. of his peers. One of his peers. I think we can say there's Baldwin and Boshar, <laughs> both equally important to America. All right. That's the end of the show. I Said No Gifts isn't exactly a right production. It's engineered by Earth Angel Stephen Ray Morris. The theme song is by Miracle Worker Amy Mann. Uh, you can follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at I Said No Gifts. And if you have a question or need help getting a gift for someone in your life, email me at I Said No Gifts at gmail.com. Listen and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you found me. And why not leave a review while you're at it? I invited you here I thought I made myself perfectly clear When you're a guest in my home 